Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The following program has been pre-recorded. Thanks for tuning in this weekend to Let's Talk Portland. Odyssey Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. If you're a relatively normal person, on a daily basis, you're thinking, okay, what are we going to have for dinner? What are we going to have for breakfast? What do the kids want? Do I need to go to the grocery store? Well, on this show, we've got some great tips for you. Let's talk about food. On the show this time, I would like to welcome Joel Gameron. Joel is a chef and author. Hey there, Joel. How are you? Hey, good. How are you, Gary? Doing great. So you're a chef. Right? I'm a chef, Gary. I feed people. Awesome. That's what I do. <laughs> well, you're, one thing I do know about you is you're a, a boy from the Pacific Northwest. We're in Portland. You're from Seattle originally, right? Yeah, and there's always been a big competing which city is better. So I'm curious. What do you think, Gary? Well, I've lived in Portland for quite a while, although I did live in Seattle when I was younger. I prefer Portland. Ooh. Why do you prefer Portland? I'm just curious. Because it's a cool town. There's so much. It is a really cool town. Yeah, it's like a it's like a big t- uh, town. It's not really a. It is a city, but it feels more like a big town. Yeah, and I think Seattle feels a little bit more like a city. I would agree with that. I think there's pluses and minuses to both, but when it comes to food, I'm going to give Portland the edge. I think that there's chefs taking bigger risks over there. And uh, you guys over in Portland are open to eating some weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, it's definitely a foodie town here. Yeah, yeah, totally. So tell us more about yourself, Joel. Yeah, so um been a chef now for about 20 years. I was the head chef for a company called Sir La Tab. Um, I, I know Sir La Tab is well known uh, in this part of the country, but what basically it's a kitchen retailer, so... We put on cooking classes inside of a store, and we had 80 stores across the country, and I would run them all. Um, and during that time, I got recognized and, um, and got put in different situations where I was able to kind of spread my love for cooking even farther. And um, let's see, I go on the Today Show once a month, and uh, I have a cooking show called Scraps, which is on Hulu, so... At the, at the end of this interview, Gary and your audience, if you want to binge more of me, that's where you go. <laughs> and I have a cookbook called Cooking Scrappy that we put out with HarperCollins. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a big part of my approach is sustainability. But more than anything, and, and, and a huge reason why I'm here with Anycart as well, is I just want to make it easier for people to get home cooking on their table. I've seen you on the Today Show. You have? Yeah, I have. I'm a, I'm a regular watcher. <laughs> you, who's your favorite? Uh, 
of the regular cast on the Today Show. Gotta love Hoda. Yeah, the regular cast. Hoda. She's the best. Hoda's the best, and she's so sweet. And she calls me on my birthday, and she I've even... There's been two episodes of Gone Today Show where I've accidentally cut Hoda, or Hoda cut herself. Oh, no. I was teaching her how to use a knife, and uh, she was bleeding on live television. So if you guys want a good laugh, you can go YouTube me making a total fool of myself with Hoda. <laughs> I will look that up. That also, that's awesome. Yeah, please do. Please do. So what prompted you to become a chef? You know, I, I don't know. A lot of people have asked me that. Um, growing up, my parents got divorced. And, and before they got divorced, we, we had so many big meals on the table at home. And then after we got divorced, it's just the food stopped hitting the table. We kind of fell apart as a family. And I realized even as a young kid, when I cooked, my family would get back together. So I realized the stickiness of food, the power of the community part of food. And I think that's what initially drew me in. The kitchen table is a really important part of the family. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, we, we all know this. I mean, that's, that's where it all goes down. Yeah. That's where it all goes down. That's where you talk about your day and you check in. And so it, the kitchen table is holy. And again, it's, it's a place that I know uh, myself and any cart, we both have this passion about how do we get people around that table more? Well, how do you get people to cook more, too? Because, you know, there's so many conveniences out there. We can just go stop and, and get food delivered, even, or just stop at a fast food place. You know, I, I like to cook myself, but I'm, I'm not super adventurous with it. So how do you get people to be to cook and to be maybe be more adventurous? Yeah, it's a great question. Well, first and foremost, uh, everyone loves to eat. So there's not anyone who does not love to eat. Everyone loves to eat. So you got to find out what people love to eat. And then you got to teach them how to make that from scratch. And 99% of the time they realize, man, this is so much easier than I thought. And it tastes so much better. So that's the gateway into cooking is you've got to find someone, find the dish that they love, and then inspire and engage them. And, and that is literally why I get up in the morning. I get up in the morning to inspire people to cook more. I think that when you cook more, you save money, you save the planet, you have so much better food on your table. And I honestly believe it just breeds community memories and everything that we love about life. That has been something fun I've been doing during the pandemic is kind of experimenting with more stuff. And, and because restaurants haven't been open, they're open now, but they weren't open during much of the pandemic. So you kind of had to yeah. cook for yourself and make stuff up and have a good time. Yeah. So have you enjoyed it? I have. Yeah. It's been fun. Do you think that you'll carry it on past the pandemic? I do. Yeah. Cause I was one of those guys who would stop at the grocery store after work and buy whatever I wanted for dinner that night and do that practically every day. Now I actually grocery yeah. shop. <laughs> I go and buy stuff that's, that's going to last for a week. It's awesome. And, and are you using, are you actually going to the store or are you grocery shopping online? I'm going to the store. Yeah. Okay. We're going to convert you to any cart. Today. Okay. You're going to love it. <laughs> well, tell me about any cart. What is that? So Anycart is really, I mean, they are the first grocery shopping engine making e-groceries super, super easy. And I think that's the thing is there's a lot of people, people don't realize how many people because of the pandemic are ordering groceries online for the first time. And it's scary, you know, are you going to get that onion the way you expected? Is that chicken going to come fresh? They are making it easier than anyone else that I've seen. And that's why 
we've really teamed up with them. Uh, also, a lot, a lot of these other e-groceries, um, they're tacking on so much added costs. I mean, you know, what you're paying to go through one of their competitors is nuts. So from the delivery fee, from uh, they'll put just an operating cost on top of it. So any cart makes it really accessible. There's no added cost whatsoever, which really allows anyone to, uh, to grocery shop conveniently from their own home. And is it uh, grocery store specific? No. So it finds, so you can log into any cart and then it will find the grocery store closest to you and work with that grocery store. And I think one of the coolest things and why I'm involved with any cart, why I really believe in the future is they're really coming at it from, you know, we, we shop with what recipe we're craving, right? And so if you're craving chicken Parmesan, you can literally go on their website. I even have a web, I have a page there. You can go and check out my recipes with one click, chicken Parmesan will go into your part and it will be at your house. So it's no more, oh, I have to go find the mozzarella. Now I got to type in chicken. They just, with one click away, you can eat what you're craving. That sounds super convenient because I've done that. If I'm going to do this recipe and I get to the grocery store and forget one of the ingredients and then I'm screwed. Oh my, isn't that the worst? It is the worst. That is the worst. And then you're like, what do you replace with lemon? You know, how do you, how do you, you know, I've, I've been there before. Sometimes you get some good food out of that, but usually it's a kitchen disaster. <laughs> <laughs> how do you help people with weeknight dinner planning or just oh, meal planning in general? Good. Yeah. And Gary, you know, I've got two kids under two and a half. So I'm learning uh, to be a new parent, even though I have all the skills of a chef, my time has just become so different, right? Like when I get home from work, you know, I have kids hanging off me. And so it really differentiates on what your situation is and who you are. But the biggest way to plan out your meal is to grocery shop once. So I go on any cart, I go once a week, I choose the meals with my family. All right, this day, we're going to have, you know, a farro bowl. The next day, we're going to do roasted chicken. The day after that, we're going to do a grilled salmon with bok choy. Um, and I'm just clicking those recipes, and it's lining them up. And I know I'm not going to forget the ingredient because it's automatic. And bada bing, bada boom, we feel like we have everything in our house in one day, and we're set up for the week. That's awesome. I'm going to have yeah. to give it a try. Yeah. We're talking the today with... We're talking today with chef and author Joel, Joel Gameron. It says here that you're also a food waste advocate. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Um, <laughs> it means that... Uh, Do you collect old food? food? Yeah, I collect old food. I put it on the shelf. and yeah, no. um, 40% of the food that we produce in America actually gets thrown away. So imagine getting an any cart delivery picking up the bags that get delivered to you and just dropping one in the trash. So you've got two bags, just dropping one in the trash. That's how much food we waste in America, almost half. And so I saw that as a chef. Um, it's billions and billions and billions of dollars wasted. It is a huge impact on the environment. Um, and I saw uh, an opportunity, you know, as a chef, when, we, when I was in the restaurants, you would never waste a single thing, not a carrot peel, not a chicken bone, nothing, because that can all be potential profit. And I realized that home cooks were never taught that. So 
I wrote a book about this. I did a cooking show about this, and I continue to be uh, just really bullish and excited about what you can do with what you normally throw away. So, for example, uh, do you like peaches in the Pacific Northwest, Gary? Do you like to eat them? Oh, we have some amazing peaches here, yeah. Yeah, incredible peaches. And what people don't realize is that after you eat that juicy peach, the pit actually has tons of flavor. You can soak it in vodka and make peach pit vodka, which is incredible with cocktails. So that's an example of something I do. I look at what everyone else is not looking at and turn it into magic. That sounds pretty amazing. I've kind of gotten into infusing vodka. I'm going to give that peach one a try. That's that's cool. If you do, you just have to invite me over for okay. cocktails. That's all. <laughs> so you said, like, in a restaurant, everything is used. So what would you use a carrot peeling for? How would you reuse that? Yeah, there's so many ways you could use carrot peel. You can put it in a stock so your chicken soup tastes that much better. You could fry it and put it in a salad instead of croutons or on top of the soup as a garnish. There's so much you can do. So carrot peels are just, you know, I made a carrot peel cake. Um, banana peels are another one. I, mean, I think any cartoon you watch in the world, they use banana peels to symbolize trash. But there's a lot of cultures that eat banana peels. You can do banana peel chutney. I've made banana peel bread and pancakes. It tastes great. When you cook a banana peel, it gets this really crumbly, kind of plummy flavor. And uh, yeah, you, you won't stop cooking banana peels once you've tried it. I have never heard of that. I've actually tasted a banana peel and it has kind of that weird texture to it. So I would never imagine it reusing it. No, but the flavor is killer and it's worth saving. So you got to try it out, Gary. I'll send you a recipe. Okay. So what? talk about leftovers. What do, what do you do with leftovers? Yeah, leftovers are great. And that's honestly, you know, for a lot of people who are thinking, okay, Joel, I'm not eating pit, peach pits and <laughs> banana peels. Uh, leftovers is a great way to not, you know, to not waste food. And I think what happens with leftovers is maybe you have some stale rice for some takeout you had from Chinese a couple days ago. Maybe you've got a little bit of uh, steak in the freezer and some broccoli florets in the vegetable drawer. And sometimes you just get a little bit confused on, well, what do I make? How do I make this? And again, I go back to any tart. You can go on their website and you can literally see, okay, cool. Well, I have these ingredients, but I'm missing these three. They show up to your door after work and you can put together a dish. So making the most of, of your dishes at home is really about just taking a minute putting everything out in front of you and then doing just a quick research of what, what could you do with these ingredients? And by the way, I've done this thing where if you go on um, Instagram and you hashtag scrap my fridge, scrap my fridge, and you take a picture of what you have within 24 hours, I'll tell you what to make. Wow. Yeah, I don't want anyone throwing away their leftovers, Gary. <laughs> I guess not. Well, that's that's amazing. <laughs> you, you really can do stuff with leftovers, like especially if it's something you can combine with eggs or something in the morning for breakfast. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I think a lot of us think of breakfast as legitimately it's eggs or it's cereal or it's fruit. But, I mean, leftovers can mean – I mean, breakfast can mean anything. You could have breakfast tacos. You could have breakfast bowls. You could have – so absolutely. And um, when I have leftovers, I always, I always cook for more than the group I'm making. So there's four of us at home. I usually cook for six. 
take it to lunch. I repurpose the meat. I'll chop it into a salad or into a sandwich or I'll, I'll you know, caramelize it into a soup. Um, so that's another trick. It's always overcook, even though I'm planning to save food. But trust me, if you can repurpose it, it makes cooking so much easier. What do you say with families that have picky eaters? Oh, my gosh. I have a family <laughs> of picky eaters, believe it or not. They all think I'm their personal chef. Oh, um, aren't you? It, <laughs> 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 I know. And, you know, I, I hear these families who, you know, this kid has a dairy allergy. That one has an egg allergy. And the mom hates gluten. Okay, well, you know, what do you make? So the biggest thing I can say is choose one dish that everyone will like. So if someone doesn't eat chicken, obviously fried chicken is not on the menu. But choose one dish that everyone likes. So great. Everyone loves, you know, grilled salmon with, you know, miso butter, which is a recipe I love to make. And then what you do is you start backtracking. You start saying, okay, well, butter is something that uh, my kid doesn't like. So I'm going to replace that with vegetable oil. Uh, Or salmon is something that really you know, rubs Mike the wrong way. So I'm going to replace that with cod. And again, you know, this is, I keep pointing back to it because it's a tool that is helping people with this is when you can go to a site like Anycart who's making this easy, you can easily replace ingredients or just stock up on the things you need without having to go to the grocery store. And I'm going to go to this aisle for that person, this aisle for that person, but you can just switch out some key ingredients, but still make the same thing. It makes cooking for picky eaters that much easier. I was kind of thinking before we did this interview about parents who have, uh, it's like mom and dad and a couple of kids, maybe three kids, and everybody wants something different. How do you, how do you handle that? I'm telling you, when everyone wants something different, you just make one dish, you tweak a couple of key things, and you're good to go. That is the way to do it. I think when I was a kid, my mom said, here's dinner. Eat it or don't. And are you alive, Gary? <laughs> I'm <you> alive. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't want to diminish. Some people do have celiac and diabetes, and, you know, dairy really doesn't agree with them, and, and that's okay. We, we want to support those people, too. The key is, is that you shouldn't change the whole meal for just that person. You make the meal, and you figure out there's so many replacements now and so many places you can swap so you make that meal and then you just kind of adjust it for that one or two people. What is the one ingredient that you will never not put in your recipes? I mean, okay. I salt. I mean, you know, people are totally misunderstand salt. Salt is not a flavor, right? Salt is an enhancer. So if I salt Gary, you become more Gary E. You become more Gary, right? It's and like, more delicious. You know, Lots more delicious. And more delicious. Exactly. So salt is always going to hit it. But I will say, if you catch me without lemons, it must be a bad day. I love lemon. So what do you do with lemons? Besides oh make gosh, lemonade. I mean, I, besides make lemonade, yeah. Uh, I do amazing salad dressings, marinades. Uh, I squeeze it over a soup to brighten it. Uh, I grill it even after I squeeze even after I squeeze all the juice out and more juice comes out, but it's like a jammy juice, like a candy juice that I love to use. I use the rinds and I pickle them. Uh, I, I, you know, they're endless, endless ways you can use your lemon. 
In your scrappy days, have you uh, ever done anything that really surprised you? That thought, wow, this this is much better than I ever thought it would be. Totally, I'll tell you one. Um, when I was filming the TV show Scraps, I went to Montana and I met up with a chef. The chef is amazing. Um, he lost his arm in a hunting accident, and he's a chef that cooks with one arm, but he has a hook as a second arm, which is actually pretty cool because you can grab hot pans when I can't. Yeah, no kidding. So I was pretty jealous during the cooking. Um, but he taught me, we, we went uh, fishing for trout, um, and he taught me that you could eat the bones of the fish. So we fried the bones into almost a cracker, and we drank some beer in the river, we dangled our feet in, and we ate these fried fish bones, and he blew my mind. So there was a lot of stories like that where there's cultures or people who know these little secrets. They have these little nuggets that they were passed down from generations that I was really hoping to bring forward in the show. And, and, and it has been really inspiring people throughout. Yeah, I would never imagine eating fish bones. That's Gary, that you're missing out, buddy. I know, I'm going to have to give it a you've try. Never eaten. So many things you've taught me today, I'm going to have to give it a try. I'm going to be a busy guy. You're going to be a busy guy. I want to know the weirdest thing you've ever had. Weirdest thing you've ever eaten. Oh, uh, gosh. I, hmm, <laughs> you put me on the spot. I don't, I don't know that I've ever eaten anything terribly weird, to be honest with you. All right. Well, we're going to have to change that. That's my job. Let's get it going. <laughs> Fish bones on the menu. Okay. <laughs> Why do you think people are uh, more wasteful now with food than they used to be? Yeah, it's just so much more convenient. You know, food is, is easy to be wasteful, right? And if you think about Back in the Depression age, I, you know, I don't know if your grandparents are like this, Gary, but I think a lot of people can relate to my grandma and grandpa. If I threw away a crumb, I would be sent to my room, like right. a crumb. Yeah. And it's a different mentality, right? When the milkman came over, that's all the milk you had, right? And, and now there's just there's so many different types of milk, I can't even name them all. You can make anything out of a milk. So I think it's the abundance. Uh, and then we went through this, you know, this stage where, food really became secondary to the hustle and everyone was so busy with family and work that who cares you eat this throw the plastic on the ground or have half of it so um what we need to get back to is this idea that food is not a renewable resource we are overfishing our rivers we're over planting our our uh our agriculture and our fields and we need to be smarter about the way we shop and consume and that's why again when you can go to an any cart and really be smart about how much you're buying. You buy when you buy online and you're not attracted to all the signage in a grocery store, all the, the tricks that have been working for many years at a physical grocery store, uh, you'll be surprised of how much less you'll buy and how much less you need. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a great way to think yeah. about it. Yeah, it, it, it's really yeah. time to get back to kind of back to basics, right? A thousand percent. I think that's a great way. And honestly, the pandemic has really proven that. I mean, 54% of people, you're not alone, Gary, are, are expressing more interest in cooking. So there's been a giant, giant climb. I mean, half the people that were not cooking are now cooking. And so that's exciting. So this back to basics is something we all had to do the past year and a half. And I, you know, I hope and I believe it's here to stay. 
back to basics and it's back to school time too right now. So uh, what do you, what advice do you have for people that are trying to get kids back in school and have meals ready for dinner and all that, all that stuff? Yeah. You you just, you know, obviously always cook from scratch, cook with whole foods. That's the best thing I can say is when you can cook with whole beautiful ingredients, um, it really makes a difference. But I would say choose recipes that don't take more than 15 minutes Choose recipes that don't have more than five ingredients. Kids love simple food. Don't overcomplicate it. Uh, for my kid, I just made this falafel. Um, it has edamame. Uh, it has mint. And you can actually shop that recipe on any cart. So, again, I know he loves those. You can click it, and it goes right to any cart with one click. I have it. I have all the ingredients, and I can whip it up for him. So it's it's, you know, Planning it out, being smart, but not trying to be too frou-frou or not too too fancy with it all. Yeah, kind of keep it back to basics, really. Keep saying it, man. That's right. <laughs> so, Joel, if people want to get some of your recipes, maybe get more information on you, what's the best way to, uh, to find out more about Joel? Yeah, you can obviously go to my website, uh, joelgammon.com. Uh, also, I have a whole page on anycart.com slash at Joel Dash Gamron. Um, and then right now, I mean, especially with back to school, you just mentioned it. And Icart's actually offering 10% off. So if you use the code back to school, the word to school 10, so back to school 10, 10% off. And again, you got to try it. It will make things so much more convenient for you and your family. So check it out at Anycart or, of course, head to my website. Joel, this has been so fun. You've taught us so much about food. I'm so glad. And, and Gary, you've got to eat something weird. I know. That's that's my first thing to do on my to-do list is to eat something weird. <laughs> Joel, thanks. Well, thanks for having me on. We've been talking today with Joel Gameron, celebrity chef and author. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just search for Let's Talk Portland on the Odyssey app. Let's Talk Portland is an Odyssey Portland public affairs program. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.